Hello. Hello. So technically, hello. hello? Can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me now? <laughs> so technically, it's recording right now, but like, I'll I'm gonna crop it just to like give us a minute. Um, no, I think the best bet is just go with it. Just okay. So we're on. That's it. This is That's this it. is how we start. This okay, is it. Well, this, this is it. This is the Friday morning. Uh, well, we don't know what it's really gonna. We don't know where it's gonna go yet. We have so let's no just idea. start with Friday morning. Okay. Well, this actually does kind of work because for those listening, this is Brett and I's first time actually like speaking to each other today. <laughs> so this is like raw, uncut, like real deal. So I guess. Uh, hi. <laughs> how are you? How's, how well, are you I, this lovely Friday morning? Actually, I'm doing real outside it's mm-hmm. it's not super warm yeah but, what's it like out there um it's it just degrees i'm down in uh hill and ahead south carolina it just hit above 60 degrees the sun is out um i'm staring at the marsh it's nice and quiet except hopefully the audience can't hear all the leaf blowers so the one thing i've discovered living down in an area like Hilton Head is that nobody likes to do their yard work. They all like a house with a yard, but no one likes to do their own yard work. So everybody pays people being outside. You know me, Chris, my wife. We we love it. It's part of it's part of my wellness program is to be in the yard. So the community guidelines say that no one can turn on any kind of outdoor equipment until 7 a.m. Oh. So at 7.02, <laughs> it is like an orchestra of yeah. leaf mowers and grass mowers and every kind of outdoor loud equipment you can imagine. It's like everybody just rises from the dead. Uh, let's so trim funny. our bushes today. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, wow. And in the, in, in the people next door to me, I have their crew come three days a week. Like, their hedges, uh-huh. I, th- I think the laser to trim them. They're so <laughs> perfect. It's, um, it's not real. They look fake. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So if we ever want to sleep in past seven, we have to go someplace else. We have to go find a hotel to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like it. Oh my gosh. That is nice that at least there is that, that time, you know, there is, there's something, is there a time like that at night that it cuts off at, or is that just not really an issue? It's not an issue. Cause I think, I think, so we haven't been down here in the hot, hot summer living. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. We made a bunch of trips last year down here. So I know it gets incredibly right. hot. But even then, from what I saw, everybody kind of wants to get thing they're going to do outdoors. It's going to require some physical exertion. They really want to be done by noon at the latest. Yeah, before it gets too hot. That makes sense. Yeah. So then I guess that we just all sense. go inside and take a nap. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I hear, I hear uh, something squawking. That was a that was a bird. We're still getting yeah. used to the wildlife. the The good thing is, knock on wood, is that even though that we back up to the marsh, we're far enough away from the water that we will not get any alligators here. I was literally just gonna ask that. I was gonna. Have you seen any? Oh, it's like the first time you come across them. It, it it's a little shocking when you yeah. realize how close. But like everybody says, you know, and, and there's signs everywhere, you know, these are live gate alligators. They, you know, are not trained. Right. And right. if you leave them alone, they will leave you alone, which is very true. Right. Like it's against the law to feed them. Oh, okay. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crime sense. to feed them because otherwise they'll continue to come closer and closer to your house if they know yeah, that's where food is. Right. Oh, um, interesting. You learn something t- new every day. You learn something new every day. So I'll tell you my one alligator um, story (laughs) is, and of course, you know, it's on a golf course. So Chris and I are golfing after we first move in. And 
Normal, I guess I haven't been here long enough to realize that if your ball goes by the water, don't look for your ball first. Look for alligators first. Yeah, that's, that's a good So one. the ball went by the water and just focusing on, on the ball and looking at the next shot. And I come up to the ball and all of a sudden, no less than 10 yards away from me, I hear the biggest splash in the world. And Chris mm-hmm. screams... You know, oh, my God, as I mm-hmm. see the biggest alligator I've ever seen seriously do a belly flop right in front of me. Oh, my God. I mean, it stopped. I ran. Yeah. I just ran. Like, instinct took over. Run. Yeah. Just run just as fast leave. as you can. Abort. But what it was that they really want no part of the human being. This guy was running to get away right. from me. You know, right. ran off, ran into the into the uh lake in belly flops just to get away from me <laughs> but man it, it was scary so you know let look for alligators first yeah. try to find my golf ball second <laughs> yeah that, that is a good tip that's funny <laughs> oh wow yeah i bet that'll take a little bit of a couple occurrences to get used to that yeah and they sunbathe it's actually kind of cool like if you yeah. drive a like you know, I, I I work at a golf club close by here, and as I drive out, sometimes if it's really sunny, honestly, I'll see in people's backyard. I counted five gators just in their backyard, just sunbathing, chilling, just hanging out, chilling. Interesting. What a life. So I guess I mean I guess people are kind of figuring that out as they're listening to this. Um, I I. So Brett's been on the podcast before we did, there were, there's two episodes out there. Cause I, I split it up into two different parts. Cause it was a pretty long one altogether. Um, and I mean, we talked about a lot of different stuff, but if you don't know me or you don't know Brett and you don't know our friendship, basically we've been friends for quite a few years now. And I don't even know. I, I don't know. I, I always say that you're a family friend. That's kind of how mm-hmm. I refer to it when I explain it to people. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's really the best way that I would explain it. Um, and then to explain Brett, I remember in the last podcast, I introduced you and you, you said this, like, uh, like Brett's one of those people, you know, he works, he does a lot of different things, but you don't like, he's, he's the entrepreneur, you, you know, he clearly is doing something right. But like, <laughs> you don't know exactly what he's doing because <laughs> he's, he's doing so many different things. Um, but I guess just kind of like update people and just kind of like give a little elevator pitch of like who you are, what you're doing right now and like what the last few months have looked like for you. Because there's been you you made a big move uh, recently. So did, what's that? Yeah. What's what's life like? What's what's happening? Life is very, very good. And, and you major move you know i was in um the dc the dmv for for 30 for a long time 30 years um in frederick county and you and i both got out of frederick county uh you physically me mentally and then me physically yeah um but you know and you know our, our kids who you know very well um, also, you know, that hence the, the family bond there. Yeah. Um, you know, we had, it, it's ironic back um, on Mother's Day of 2021, we're on a walk, um, all of us, and we made a pact at that point because Matt was going to graduate in 2022. Uh, Nick was getting his videography business going. Um, and we all said, you know, let's make a pact that in the summer of 2022, we're all leaving Frederick. We all need a fresh start. Yeah. We all need to start over. So, you know, we all made a pact to each other and a promise that a year out, we were all going to dramatically our lives. Mm-hmm. And the fun part of that was we had a long time to plan that change and research and mm-hmm. some of the move, I mean, Chris and I did a lot of research. And so it was a very methodical process to choose what we wanted to live in, then to right. choose the community that we wanted to live in, and then to choose the actual house that we wanted to live in, knowing that in all likelihood, this is it. I will spend the rest of my life 
right here where I am right now. So we wanted to make sure we checked as many of those yeah. boxes as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matt up about two and a half hours from here. Then Nick mm-hmm. followed, ended up about two hours from here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so their change, Matt's change was a little bit of a pivot from what he thought he was going to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so it was embraced but hadn't expected. Right. And Nick's change was kind of forced because moving, you're moving, you got to figure out where you're going. Right. So, you know, you and I have talked about change a long time and change that we embrace. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's change that is forced upon us. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it with but yeah um and it's hard it's hard mm-hmm. i think it was it's it was easier um because my circle of friends is extremely small we've talked about this i think we might have talked about this that inner circle you know yeah. that inner yeah, circle of, of you know in in your part of that so mm-hmm. the only person in my inner circle that i left geographically was you mm-hmm. so I didn't lose that inner circle I'm still in touch with that inner circle on a very regular you know give our friendship credit because I don't think it's any less strong mm-hmm. than you know than we were in in the same geographical area yeah I, and I mean I've tr- heard I was just going to say, if anything, I think that in itself makes it stronger. Like when, when stuff is able to kind of, you know, withstand distance like that, it just kind of shows like, I don't know. I think, I think that says a lot in itself. Yeah. And it, it's also, I think, um, you know, I think, I think we and many people have said this before, you know, you, you, your true friends are there when, which, mm-hmm. so yeah. You know, if anything, you know, you and I have talked a lot about wellness and roller coaster rides, and and you've admitted when, when you're struggling. I'll just say it to you yeah. and to the audience. You know, you go dark, mm-hmm. and when you need, when you the person who goes dark on you, you can seek that person out. But yeah. I can't do that from down here, so I will just continue to leave you messages, knowing. You know, mm-hmm. you're on that down part of the roller coaster. It's coming, but you know, I'm here, and and I think it's worked. I hope. yeah, <laughs> you know, it does. It does. It definitely helps. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm um enjoying doing what I do. You know, you know, I'm. So I'm working part-time mm-hmm. at a, a great golf club down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you, one of the things that showed immediate family with the place that I'm working part-time, and yeah, it's just a part-time job. People can, can say, you know, whatever. It's, you know, it was funny. I went to a wedding in Phoenix this past weekend for my cousin. And yeah. I'm, the oldest, I'm the oldest of, I think it's 13 cousins. I'm wow. sorry. So I'm the oldest. I'm the mm-hmm. oldest. I'm the first one to quote make a major move. I'm the first one whose kids are out of the house. Right. One whose kids are out of college. So, you know, none of us look up to the other person in a good way. We're all equal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, true. we all, you know, like any family reunion, we catch up. <laughs> so they're like, Yeah. You know, what are you doing? I'm, like, oh, I'm working at a golf club. I mean, everybody, uh, not everybody, most of my male cousins, a lot of female cousins play golf pretty seriously mm-hmm. too so they're like oh wow so so what are you doing at the golf club you know thinking oh i'm teaching right. or i'm like i'm the gopher right. yeah <laughs> like, what, do you mean? what do you mean they're like i'm like oh hey fill the coffee machine i'm on yeah, it yeah you know yeah <laughs> you know even even you know the dreaded hey but i think the toilet's clogged i'm right yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, whatever they just started laughing i'm like I just love being around that atmosphere and the members yeah. there are very cool and that yeah. it is a true family there. So I enjoy doing that. 
I'm still teaching one spin class mm-hmm. a week. I actually, I actually got moved up from the Thursday morning slot to the Friday morning slot this wow. morning for the first time. Yeah. Does that? And Friday. I was gonna just ask. Yeah, I'm guessing that means it was fun. Crowd. Is it? Is it the same time? Yeah. So what's what's early, the demographic down- like? Like what's um, what's like at least like for the for this studio like what paint paint the picture for me what's what's the place like? So I am fifty six and I am probably towards at least I'm on the younger end of the scale. Okay, for taking or teaching, or both. Uh, uh, for both. Okay, for both. Um, and the style that you and I teach is definitely not the style that they were used to, yeah. but they've, they've embraced it now. That's good. Uh, the advantage I have, you, you know, that I love the old eighties remixes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the people in my class, you didn't grow up with the songs that I grew up with. Yeah. So you still appreciate them, but they grew up with the songs. Yeah. It wasn't my childhood. Yeah. yeah. They're like. You know, I get woos just for the music. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> and they're good. They're good. It's a lot of fun. They really embrace having a, a different style in there. So a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of variety, which is good. What has your own personal workout life been like? What's your routine it's, been? So that's been an, a big adjustment. Um, yeah. You know, back home, I was really just taking one day off. I was going mm-hmm. to your classes multiple times a week. Yeah. Um, so my routine yeah. down here. So the good thing is, you know, I'm able to schedule uh, work specific. So it's three days a week. So right mm-hmm. now, and I'll tell you what I think I'm going to change. So right now, the three days a week, I never work two days back to back. So those are my rest days. So mm-hmm. I've gone from working out six days a week to four days a week. Mm-hmm. I'll do a um, hit strength class on Mondays. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday mornings, I do a Matt Pilates class. And after I'll do about 20 minutes on the elliptical machine. Mm-hmm. I teach Friday mornings. And then either Saturday or Sunday, because I alternate with some work, I'll either um, do long cardio or still try to go for a run. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my workout. But I think later out i think what i'm going to try to do is on at least one of the days that i'm working because it's on this island that's just beautiful is mm-hmm. i'll try to go for a run after work because yeah. i'm i'm standing i'm not looking for sympathy but i'm just saying i get there at seven the shift is seven to five uh-huh. and you're on your feet for nine of the time uh-huh. granted it's just walking around i'm not doing any physical exertion but <laughs> Still, yeah. like, it adds up. Day. Yeah, I've been standing for ten yeah. hours nonstop. So I think if I go running, a you know it make me feel better and loosen everything up a little bit. But I I was gonna I was gonna I told Chris I'm packing my stuff. I was gonna try to start it last night, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that sit, walking around it'll take a lot out of you, and you won't realize it until you sit down and you feel your legs like oh whoa. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm just exhausted in the stiffness. I've been trying to stretch a lot more. Yeah. Do you wear your what shoes do you wear on the golf course? So I am a G four. Yeah. Fanatic. <laughs> I already knew the answer. Uh so G four on the golf course. And even Brett's when I'm working. Sh- Brett's a shoe fanatic to begin with. What did what do they call it? A sneakerhead? Yeah. Yeah, and then um, I still enjoy my Nikes every once in a while, and I mm-hmm. I think I'm over the Hoka thing. Yeah, I just can't balance <laughs> too soft. Yeah, yeah, too much cushion in them. <laughs> I totally, I I really guess that. I remember trying them on and just kind of being like, uh, I don't know, like I just didn't. I don't know. And I, I know some people that love them. Like my dad runs in Hoka's and he loves them. So like, that's great. But I don't know. I just, I hear mixed things. Some people love them, but yeah, some people are like, it's just too much. And I mean, I think 
they'd be great for running if you run a lot. That's what I'll keep. I'll keep. I'll keep my pair for running. You know, I'm only gonna yeah, run. But once I think or twice anything else. Yeah, but I think anything else, it's not really like you don't want to do a regular workout in them. Like for GTX, like that. I don't know. I feel like for the running part, it's fine. But then when you do the workout parts, it's like probably not the best shoe to be doing. Like, well, I, I think you weights. saw me try to do GTX in Hoka. Yes. On one of the stability balls. And I was like, yeah, that's no, no. Yeah, no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I hurt myself. <laughs> that is an issue, though, that I think about in that class. So I'm like, you know, the shoes that you'd want to that are good for running are not the shoes that are going to be good for like cross training stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. But um, what, what exactly, I mean, get me your list. It's like when we planned this podcast, what was one of the first things that you. Um, one of the things and. I- it might be part of the new year you know i'm i'm on instagram you know to follow you know people that i i'm not doing it for any other reason you know some of it's for communication um but i've noticed a lot more of addictions in sobriety Mm -hmm. and i think it's really really cool that it gets talked about more openly than in the past. Um, I still don't think it gets talked about enough, but um, you know, for those people who don't know um, this July, July 5th, I'll be 11 years. I did not do AA. I just kind of did it cold Turkey. It wasn't easy. It was extremely hard, but years and I never preach about it, but, I'm not ashamed of it either. And I think that's maybe one of the biggest shifts that I've seen is that once someone accepts the fact that they have an addiction and maybe they want to go sober, whatever, they're not embarrassed to talk about it the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be like, you know, being seriously wrong with you if you yeah. say you're an alcoholic, like, it had such a bad stigma to it. A lot of shame know? tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shame. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, you go to a party, you don't drink. Oh, you must be an alcoholic. I would actually have that said to me. I'd be at a party and, you know, this is early on. And I'd be like, right. oh, you want beer? No, I want beer. Why? I don't drink anymore. What are you, an alcoholic? Yeah, I am. And then it's yeah. just silence. Mm-hmm. Now, those conversations don't happen because I, I think it's more accepted. It's amazing to me mm-hmm. how many people my age you find out are sober mm-hmm. and used to be raging alcoholics mm-hmm. or kind of drug. But mm-hmm. I think what's what's enlightening to me again, not that you ever want to see it, but of of your generation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think your generation is more in with wellness mm-hmm. um, than any other generation that I've been a part of. Yeah. I yeah, do I was think... going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I, I totally see that with. Yeah. I mean, all types of health and wellness, like you know i mean sobriety is one thing of course but like that whole field of like mental health in general i feel like people are getting it's definitely not talked about enough but it's like we're getting there like stuff is things are just being talked about more and like things are just being opened up more even if we don't know how to talk about it and it's uncomfortable it's i feel like people are just there's there's less shame and guilt tied to things and it's it's less of like what's wrong with you and it's like let's kind of just look at this as an observer and not make any judgments and not have any expectations and let's just kind of like uh, just observe and just kind of be 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 aware because that's the first step and I think I mean I obviously like I'm Gen Z I'm not in it I haven't been 
on in you know the act like I've never walked in another uh generation's shoes necessarily but from what I've seen and heard it seems like there was the lack of acceptance to begin with and you know when you don't accept something and you act like it's not there you suppress it or you're you want to hide it. it it just builds so much shame and guilt and like resentment towards that part of yourself or towards you know that side of yourself and I actually recorded an episode with Sienna yesterday mm-hmm. um it, it for everyone listening it'll be up by the time this is up but um we we actually talked about like our our shadow self and how like in like what shadow work is and that just I mean you know we talked about it last week but just to kind of sum that up like you we all have these different parts of ourselves and they're there's light and there's dark and the dark part is inevitable. And I think a lot of that's an, uh, like, I bring this up because I think shadow work is another thing that people are just starting to talk about more and just practice more. And that is accepting being the first step and, you know, just acknowledging that you do have a dark side and, you know, there's all, there's those sides that we don't really like to show each, uh, we don't like to show people. And when we act like it's not there, like it, it just, again, creates all this resentment towards a, what something that is literally part of ourselves. And we can't work on it if we have all this guilt and shame tied to it. Cause that part won't come out cause it won't feel safe. And you know, like if you think of yourself as this super productive person and that's how you put yourself out there and that's what you think of yourself as, that's what you tell people you are, you know, like that's what you show to people you're going to have days where you're not productive, where you don't feel super motivated. And then you're going to be extra hard on yourself when that's just simply a part of you. Like you, you we can't be going a hundred percent every single day, but um, I know that kind of went off on a tangent, but that just, I just, I mean, I just wanted to agree that I think a lot of things and sobriety being one of them, a lot of things I feel like as of recently are being brought up more and talked about. And it's, even if it's uncomfortable, it's just kind of, and, and not everyone's saying that they know how to talk about it. Cause not many people do know how to talk about it, but it's just kind of like, let's just start the conversation. And that is the first step in getting anywhere. Yeah. And it's interesting what you said about a shadowing. I don't remember exactly your words, but you said it. I liked what you said was, you know, you know you need to acknowledge yourself and your faults something like that yeah yeah and I was thinking about this and I was thinking about you know when I was sending you bullet points and maybe some topics is you know I think in a good way when the pandemic hit social media Mm -hmm. um I think it was a huge um platform it, it was a platform that people had to get comfortable with um let me let me go back you know one of the hardest things for anybody to do is do public speaking right mm-hmm. one of the hardest things to do public speaking or any version of public speaking um mm-hmm. and people have to train themselves and condition themselves to be comfortable in public speaking i remember the first time i do public speaking my legs were shaking my i started sweating like once your legs mm-hmm. shake and once you start sweating, you just lose it. You just want to run. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. run as far away from that as possibly can. And even when I got comfortable, then when you get to the point where you're good at public speaking and so you get invited to do public speaking in front of your peers, and all of a sudden public speaking and speaking to people who you know you know more than them about this topic, that's actually easy. But public mm-hmm. speaking to peers, talking to people who probably know more than you know about the topic that's scary so there's different elevations you go through different phases of it but i think what the pandemic did when everybody went online you know we all as a culture went through a learning curve you know and you had we all had to get to that point where we either and a lot of us would shut shut off social media like i can't take it anymore this is ridiculous i can't believe that that person's an idiot Mm-hmm. F you, whatever, all that stuff. We went through that stage where, you know, you went dark on social media. But I think we're mm-hmm. coming out of that stage where people now, and they use it for what they want to use it for. And they yeah. understand that social media is not the truth. Mm-hmm. So they take what they want mm-hmm. and disregard 
the bullshit. I think we're mm-hmm. getting there. Yeah. But what it enabled people to do, once they realized that, and I hope this doesn't bother anybody, nobody gives a shit what you say on social media. They really don't. Yeah. yeah. And once someone realized that, then they're like, you know what, if I want to vent, if I want to talk about my issues and I'm not comfortable yeah. saying it even to myself i'll say it on social media because Mm -hmm. i can record it over and over i can Mm -hmm. deliver the message about and Mm -hmm. um talk about my faults and you're really just talking to yourself Mm -hmm. and once someone can talk to themselves about their faults or their addictions or their weaknesses or whatever once you've talked, once you've had that conversation with yourself, you've just hit that level where now you can change. Because mm-hmm. I equate that with any kind of addiction. Nobody can help someone get out of an addiction. No one can. Mm-hmm. Until that person accepts the fact that they are an addict and they've made a decision that I don't be an addict anymore. Mm-hmm. Someone can live, my wife lived with an addict for decades. She couldn't change me. And I didn't change because she wanted to change me. I didn't change until I realized I wanted to change because I was affecting so many people around me. Hmm. But other people telling me how bad it was, I didn't give a shit. I was... You know, I was all about me and I'm going to do what I think I need to do until I realized that I did. And I think social media allowed people to realize the things they didn't like about themselves in a positive way and kind of elevate the boss. Say, wow, okay, I've said it. I embraced it. Now, what am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And it gave people a form that they never had before. I like that. Um, going back to social media, I've definitely noticed like a shift. I feel like at first, most like it was overwhelming, and no one was used to having that much access to people's lives and knowing that much information, and not everyone really grasped how easy it was to manipulate. what what your life looks like and it wasn't all you know I'm not saying it wasn't like it was always intentional for some people but like you know you can't help but want to put your best foot forward when you're you know posting something or showing something and I feel like at first there was this I, I feel like that's what happened at first is everyone wanted to make Oh, like this is fun. I can make my life look perfect. And so yeah. a lot of people did that, but then everyone took it seriously. And I think that obviously, you know, especially in the pandemic, it, when all you have is that to look at, that it just makes you feel terrible about your own stuff. And I think, I feel like the past year, I think, is there was a big flip. And I don't know if like you've noticed, like people I've followed, like just within the past year, like, people with followings and without followings like they're just posting more natural like raw unedited type of photos that like don't really mean anything and I love that like I don't know if you've seen like I feel like it's a big thing right now to do a photo dump and it has been for a long time and it'll be like the most random photos ever like like a a piece of food that fell on the ground and it's just like a picture of it or like uh, the clouds and just like the most random things and I love that because that's so much more realistic and it it just I don't know I think I think something within that and something within this past year especially in just social media like we now that we've kind of gotten a feel for how powerful it is and what it can do I fully believe like social media can be still extremely toxic if you use it in the wrong way for the wrong reasons but if you want to have a healthy relationship with social media, I think you can very much have that just by, you know, like you can choose what you, what you search and who you follow and what you post and if you even post in the first place. And, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, like what you said earlier, people, people really don't, don't care what you're posting. And if they do, that 
just kind of says more about them and you know that's probably someone that's not really using social media for the most positive reasons um but it's i think i think there's been a big shift in how people use it and how people view it in general and i think um i don't know it it can be a great tool if you want to use it as that but well um, and you just said it can, it can be a great tool but i think i think in addition to being a great tool you know, if the user is using it the right way and, you know, as it's more accepted of what it really is and more importantly, each individual person um, as a part of that audience person chooses what it is they want to get out of it. You know, yes. hey, if I want to go cause a fight, I can go cause a fight on social media. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Go ahead, do it. You know, I don't know what it's right. going to do. It's not going to change anything. Right. You know, you can vent all you want, dude. No one's going to change the way they live mm-hmm. their life because of you venting on social media. They might laugh, right. so maybe right. that's what you want. But right. I do think it's become an interesting forum to meet people who are real. And I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple all social media friends. Now, mm-hmm. whether they would call me a social media man or not, I don't know. And it doesn't matter to me because I've right. I've had real conversations with the people. I've never met them and I probably will never meet them in real life mm-hmm. ever. But every once in a while, I'll get a DM or I'll send a DM and we'll have that quick little, you know, two or three DM exchange. And it was a real exchange. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, a like or cool shoes. It was something was said and then it was left alone and i think i think it's a, a an, an incredibly unique to develop whether it's a friendship or an acquaintance or more importantly to develop mm-hmm. part of your work because i think yeah. your social media network is the next most of someone's network I'm way going off on a tangent right now. But you and I have talked before that one of the most valuable things, the most, um, um, I don't want to say priceless, but one of the most indirectly, one of the most indirect valuable assets you have is your network Mm -hmm. of what your network can do for you. But what can you do for your network? If someone needs someone or a referral in this industry or knows someone who knows someone, can you reach out to your network and make that introduction and and then hand it off and not really care what ends up happening and not care if you get anything out of it? And in fact, you don't want to get anything out of it. The bigger that network becomes for you, the more valuable your life and more fulfilling your life will become. Why do Mm -hmm. I say that? Do you feel better when you make someone else's life better or when when someone makes your life better? What makes you, what gives you more satisfaction? For me, uh, when I make other people's lives better. Look at what you do for a living. Yeah. Every day you make someone you only have that one person who complains, I didn't like that song. Why don't you play music? <laughs> that? Those people are little pissants in a world of elephants. They, yeah. They're meaningless, meaningless people. Mm-hmm. But that person who says, I needed that today more than you yeah. know. Yeah. That's, that's the cliche. That's why you get out of bed. That's why I do it, yeah. That's I mean, everybody's wellness, everybody's... Um, value on this earth is elevated when they are able to do something for someone else that makes that person's day in life better. Mm-hmm. And social media is a very unique place to extend and widen our network if we use it the right way. Put someone in touch with someone and you have never met these people. I have a I have a perfect example. So 
<laughs> you remember you remember uh live yes <laughs> oh i remember so for, the, so for those of you who don't know when uh chloe and i worked together with video and the pandemic hit and everybody in the world went virtual we you know we followed suit and did this we virtual went virtual thing <laughs> we went virtual and being introduced and working with a collective group of fitness instructors um hence the name lift it collective i mean we had what maybe 10 12 people that were on our platform yeah, yeah and, no, it was a pretty it was a pretty solid team and one of them uh city and we became friends and we followed each other never met her in my life yeah. um her boyfriend was a tech person who did his own media company and mm-hmm. anytime that i couldn't figure something out that I was able to reach out to him and he would tell me what to do for free simply because I knew his girlfriend and she goes, Oh, let me know on the phone. <laughs> Valuable right there. I would never yeah. have gotten that. And I would not ne- any, he, he was spot on with what I was doing wrong. Told yeah. me I was doing wrong. What he knew. Perfect. Yeah. Now, how does that yeah. play itself forward? So her name, Ray, that's a spin instructor as we followed each other through social media, I saw that she had started trying to do professional photography income because she couldn't go teach. She couldn't be a fitness instructor during the pandemic. So she took up photography. So we had it for our own company. But then a year later, a good friend of mine who I knew and had stayed in touch with and had moved over, mm-hmm. had started a company, was coming back and just DM'd Hey, I'm going to be in New York for three days. I need a great photographer. Anyone know of each other? Boom. I connected her. Never knew what happened until about a month later. Then both start posting what they did that one day. And like that made me feel really good that I just connected them and and it worked. It was great for them. I felt better about putting that deal together than about doing my own deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, so, social I, media has made uh, so many connections that I'm like, I, I would have never met this person in person. I probably will never meet them. But like, like when I, when I went to um, audition and did the training for the other club before I started, like the other gym, before I started working for the gym, I actually work at, I don't know if you remember, it was this trainer reached out to me that I just kind of happened to be social media friends with, but I don't actually know how we ended up following each other, but we just kind of, you know, we liked each other's stuff, commented on each other's posts. And he was just like, Hey, uh, the gym I work at is, you know, looking for instructors. Like we're having auditions in like a few weeks. Like I, I thought of you, you know, like if you're interested, let me know. And it's just like one of, and then, yeah, he connects me with who I needed to be connected to. And it was just kind of went from there, but it's, I don't know. It's, it, it makes a lot of cool yeah. things happen that you just, it just wouldn't have happened otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think about that and I, I still have never met this guy <laughs> and I, yeah. I don't know if I ever will, <laughs> but uh, I wish him the best. Like I have no idea what he's doing. I don't know. I, I don't really know much about him at all, but it's just, I don't know. It's cool. And so I've actually had, there's one other member. Uh, I don't want to like say her name on here, but there was a, there was a member of cycle fit that used to come and she actually messaged me like a week or two ago and was like, Hey, like my sister, I guess I didn't even know that her sister owned a cycle studio and I don't even know where it is, but it Mm -hmm. was something about, and I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm under a contract, so I can't teach anywhere else, but it was still cool and nice for her to reach out. She was just like, Hey, my sister owns a cycle studio. She's looking for instructors. Just wanted to like let you know in case you were, wondering but um yeah yeah i don't know it's it's definitely a great tool and it 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 builds i don't know it's a whole other platform and i feel like there can be this whole other community that what might not ever exist necessarily physically in the sense of like you know like being in person with each other but it it's powerful how it can bring people from all over and from so many different backgrounds together well, I think you just hit on a key point is that 
um, what is available the what is available now to everyone in the different environments and different communication and from you know expanding your personal network um, enabling you to do things to give you a high personal level of satisfaction that you actually have purpose in this being able you know some people consider help to be a four-letter word mm-hmm. but i don't think so i help wonderful word i think it's one of the most beautiful words in the world and if you're able to help someone and that help is accepted acknowledged and embraced and that help enables that person to do something better that's one of the most fulfilling feelings that a human but what's interesting is social media has given everybody if they want to use it a different method of communication think about this so you and I both mentioned we know people who are acquaintances or friends, whatever word you want to use on social media. We'll probably never people. I think if we did meet those people, our dialogue and the things we would say would be completely different yeah. versus what we're able to say over uh, like an Instagram platform. Think about it. The way we email people is different mm-hmm. than the way we text people. Is different than the way we reach out versus DMs. Is mm-hmm. it different than different than the way someone on the phone, and different than the way we talk to someone in person. And so we have five different ways of communicating with people: then yeah. on the phone, DM, text, and email. And we probably you take the same person that we back and forth all the time. If we actually had a face-to-face conversation with that person, it would probably be incredibly awkward. Yeah. Why? Because we don't get to reread what we're emailing. We don't hit, get to press grammar or sp- mm-hmm. what we press send. Right. It's a totally different maybe- way of communicating. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Think of the skills, the communication skills that we're all developing without purposefully developing. I think the only danger is, again, you come back to those five ways of communicating, face-to-face, on the phone, DM, write all five ways down. Are you on a daily basis working Mm -hmm. on each of those communication styles? Because each is unique. And each Mm -hmm. style is different from its effectiveness in different situations. Yeah, that's very. You laugh. You, you laugh at who is it? I think I think it's Geico. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. No, but yeah, they have the guy who's teaching. You know the the older generation about communication is a classroom setting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read you a voicemail I just received. Tell me what was wrong with the voicemail. And everybody's wow. using. Oh, I should have used this word. Or I should have repeated number but i should have told him what time to call me he's like no send a text yeah like you use the wrong form of communication yeah <laughs> that's a good you know, point it, it's so true those five different ways of communicating are done differently for different people in yeah. different situations on purpose yeah but you gotta be good some- at all of them yeah, I was just going to say, I'm, there's definitely so, like, you know, yeah, I mean, you do have to be able to get into all of them. But I know there's definitely people that have their strengths and weaknesses in that sense. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have that are really good at, you know, the texting and the DMing. But then the second it comes to a phone call, it's like, no way, like, can't do that. Right. And vice versa. You know, I'm, I think I think and I, I think that is also a generational thing. I think a lot of people in my generation are better at the texting and the DMing and that type of stuff. And then when it comes to like a phone call or like in person, it's, it's can be a little bit rockier. And then I noticed, you know, the opposite, like some of my friends that I have are millennials and I notice a big difference. Like my Gen Z friends, we text each other. My millennial friends, we call each other and like, and they're terrible at texting. And I just, I don't know. I just think it's fun. And like, same with, you know, like if I talk to my dad, like he's terrible at texting. Like if I want to get anything from him, like I've got to call him. Um, 
yeah, no, it's it's interesting. And like I'll be texting with my boss and it'll be the most like incorrect grammar, like not fully <laughs> spelling the words, you know, like we're abbreviating everything. And then I'll email the same person this you know it could be about the same exact topic and it's an email so i'm all of a sudden using full words and i'm yep i'm i'm writing sincerely chloe at the bottom of it and you know text you don't really you don't really send that it's it's funny i just thought of that my when my nana sends texts she sends them like like a like an email like she's like it's a whole she'll she'll hit return she'll hit enter you know and like make different paragraphs for different yeah. sections and she'll she'll make it like a greeting like hello chloe comma <laughs> and then like enter twice and then <laughs> at the end she'll write like love nana but it's like at the very bottom you know like it's it, she sets yeah. it up like an email and i just think it's so funny and i just i love seeing the difference between the few but yeah that's a great point especially at this day and age like you've got to be able to at least to some extent be be somewhat good at at all of those and because yeah, I, I think i think i still think the most um now let me take it back I was, the way communicating is in person and i don't agree with that anymore um mm-hmm. i don't think that's necessary even in business relationships in business mm-hmm. a lot of times in business you can be more effective not being face to face because mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with all the bullshit. Yeah. Oh, how you doing? You don't, you don't have to play catch up for five minutes before you get yeah. to the meet together. You know? Yeah. You don't start but off also, an email or a text with, uh, hey, how'd your morning go? No, you yeah. just start. You get right to the point. Say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that just reminded me of how I feel like especially lately I wanted to I don't know if we've talked about this but I feel like especially with my the company that I work for and just like a lot of companies in general I feel like there's this whole new wave of like not doing and I mean I think this this in part also was tied to like zoom and stuff like there's so many less uh I, I feel like a lot of the fluff and the BS has been cut out of all that. Like the, there's so many less meetings that we're having that could be like, yeah. you know, instead of having a whole meeting where we get everyone yep. together and we talk about nothing that could have been summed up in a quick email. Like we're just simply not having as many meetings uh, at least, you know, mm-hmm. again, at least with the company that I'm with. And I know that it's like that for some other companies, like it's, people are kind of realizing like we can be a lot more efficient and effective if we like take out what's not necessary. And, and then same with making the meetings in person. Like they don't always have to be in person. You know, you can do a lot. If you do have to have a meeting, you can do a lot, you know, on a, on a zoom call or on the phone. Yep. Like it doesn't have to, or even on a group email, like it doesn't have to be, I don't know. I think that's also something that I've noticed that's been happening over the past. Yeah, I think we're gradually getting more respectful this time. I think the yeah. more busy each of us feel, and you know, I'm down here, I'm doing things completely different. I'm busy. Um, mm-hmm. I still feel like I don't have enough time to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having and being aware of that feeling, I think everybody's becoming more respectful that everybody feels that way. And I mm-hmm. should respect others. Let's not. Yeah. Let's stop wasting yeah. time doing doing stupid stuff and getting together when we don't need to get together. And, yeah. you know, if people have to drive and get in a car, that's just more time consuming and a waste of time. So why right. would I, you know, force someone to come in and be right. done virtually or in, in another yeah. format? Right. And then it makes it like extra special when you do get to see that person or you do get to or you if you do have an actual meeting, it's like, OK, there's actually some very, uh, you know, this the, there's there's more information coming that I actually need to be attentive to. But if it's meeting after meeting after meeting and you're not really talking about anything, you're going to miss if they do say something important because it's 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 hidden under all of the other stuff you know like you kind of get desensitized to it and you just kind of you kind of tune out because 
you can't help it. And then it's next thing, you know, you're missing it. So I feel like there's less meetings when you actually do have one. It's like, okay, like this is actually important. This is something I do need to pay attention to. Um, Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's, yeah, I, which I am fully on board with. I, I, I learned quickly. I'm not a fan of the, of the, the fluff meetings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really not. I'm really not. And I mean, I've always kind of been like, like small talk in general. It's, it's I don't know it, you got you I can do it when I have to but you got to be in the mood for it and it's now and I think small is, talk with people you know is a total waste of time I don't give a fuck yeah yeah <laughs> exactly exactly and it's funny because the gym I work at I feel like especially in the morning like not everyone but some of the people that are able to come like mid-morning they are either like you know retired or they they only work part-time or like their schedule super flexible. So they're not really in a rush. Like they're kind of just, you know, just kind of wasting time. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to still see that type of mindset, I guess. Uh, existing well, I think out this, in the world. I think, I think um, if we shift from, you know, nobody enjoys small talk cause it's a waste of time. But people do enjoy specific talk, meaning if you do want to find something out, ask a very specific question. Yeah. You know, not question, but for example, instead of me saying, hey, Chloe, how was your morning? I know that you got up because you DM me and you were going to go to this spin class, even though you were going to take a day off, but Mm -hmm. this special instructor was coming. So instead of saying, hey, hey, Chloe, how's your morning? You're like, what do you mean? How's my morning? How do you want me to answer that question? Chloe? the spin class you went to that you didn't think you were going to go to that's a specific Mm -hmm. question and it's an honest hey i'm curious about that but i think if people can just if you don't have a specific question don't ask anything yeah (laughs) well and i think sometimes people do have a specific question but they don't want to ask it so they try to like they try to get it out of you by asking something. Yeah. Like, in, you know, if, for example, if you wanted to know how the class went and you were just kind of like, yeah, how was your morning? And I don't answer it. If I don't talk about the class, it's kind of like, well, that just wasted both. Like, yeah, just cut to the chase. Like, what do you want? to? It's, I'm like I'm laughing because it's the infamous. How was your day at the end of the day? Yeah. How, how yeah. was my day? Okay. How would you like me to answer that question? Right. Right. Yeah. And like when I walk by people and they're like, I don't know, at work, it's just kind of like it's the same. And it's it's the people I don't really have full conversations with it. Like it almost it's almost it's almost hilarious to me. Like in my head, I kind of just laugh every time. Like there's those few people that we never have a conversation, but we say hi. We ask how each other is. But in my head, I'm like, we both don't really we both don't really care. Yeah. We're both gonna say we're both gonna say we're good, even if we're terrible. And I don't know. It's just it's really funny. And I think and it blows my mind how some of that exists still, like the, the fakeness and the fluff, especially after like the pandemic. I think it's I think it's a lot it's getting better, but it's definitely there's definitely some work to do. But I think it really just emphasized how important and special like being able to be with each other in person is so it's like why are we wasting our time with you know small talk and stuff that yep. doesn't really doesn't really matter yeah um i don't know okay so <laughs> there's yeah go so we've been on for a while but i want i want to uh mention one more thing point i think it's amazing how time it's, flies when you and i talk on these things it really flies so so here's my other uh topic of the podcast and i mentioned um you know the labor market that we're in right now what i mean by that is you know everybody knows that most in most companies especially in the hospitality retail industry they're hurting to find people who want to work for them now why don't people want to work i have no idea that's a whole nother topic don't want to go on that but my point is is you know a are voicing frustration that the line at the grocery store is super long or the line at Chick-fil-A times as long as it used to be or whatever that story is there's no running in and out anymore because you you've got to go oh, uh, yeah. 
of eight checkout, self-serve checkout machines, but only two of them are open because you still have to have in case something goes wrong, which it always does. And it just frustrates people. And I think that I say to, to the bazillion people who are listening to this, when you're in that situation, instead of being mad, more registers open when you finally get to the register thank that person for showing up yeah because it's fault that other people aren't coming into work they came Mm -hmm. in they showed up be appreciative that they are there yeah people are taking out their frustration on that cashier Mm -hmm. like it's their fault like they did something wrong they didn't do something wrong Mm -hmm. And a little appreciation goes a really long way for a lot of people these days. It really does. It really does. And I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one thing that I think a lot of people, and it's, it's like, I get it. It's tough. You you have, you have a long day and then the last thing you want to do is stand in this long line and deal with people that are also kind of stressed out and also tired and whatever. But I think, I think those moments are the ones where we, yeah, we need to soften up a little bit and make sure we're acknowledging the people that are there. And I don't know. I mean, I've gotten in the habit, whether it's drive through, whether it's grocery store, CVS, whatever, I've gotten a habit of when the last thing I say to someone after I paid is thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Yeah, that's it. I always try to make sure I ask them how they are first. Like I, I like I always just want to, like I always start with like, "Hi, how are you?" And even yeah. if even if it, it is kind of you know I'm kind of contradicting myself. Like it, maybe it is kind of like you know some people might consider that like you know most people just say good you know because they just mm-hmm. they want to just get you know that's the natural response. But I still want to start with just like making sure that I'm like okay, I'm recognizing that this is a human being and they're also, you know, you know, they could be going through something and they showed up and yeah, it just kind of, it just shows. Yeah. And it's interesting. So I, I mean, I chose, you know, everybody's their own person, but I chose those words specifically, you know, thank you for being appreciated. It's kind of the same line of, you know, when, when you see a veteran, the thing that comes to your mind is you mm-hmm. say, thank you for your service. Now, whoever first started that, you know, should be awarded their own because Thank you for your service. You can't say anything more appropriate than that. And you can't say anything that's more appreciative than that. Basically chosen that they might give up their life for this country. Thank you for your mm-hmm. service. Well, you know what? These people <laughs> are going to work for minimum wage. And probably getting, you know, devil eyes at nine out of ten people. Thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that that goes a long way for sure. And, Anywho, I mean, as someone, well, I mean, I was just also going to say, like, in the sense of like me being in a management position, like that also goes such a long way. Like, if you are an employer of someone, or like you're overseeing or supervising someone, like. Stuff like that also just goes a long way because yep. I don't know. I, I just, I can, I see the difference. Like I've seen some great employers or supervisors or managers where they do a great job at appreciating their team and the team does amazing as a result. Like they, they want to be there. They want to work harder. And then I've seen the other where it's like they aren't appreciated. And so they don't want to work hard. They don't want to, you know, continue yep. Uh, you know, doing their best because they're not, they're not recognized for it and they're not appreciated to begin with. So it's like, yeah, but yeah, appreciation goes a long way and just acknowledging that goes a long way. Absolutely. Acknowledging uh, that's, that's, that's like the theme of this, just like acknowledging what is there in front of you to begin with goes a long way. Mm-hmm. But and I got to wrap it up. All right. Well, is there any last words that you have for the listeners? Um, listen to the podcast, follow <laughs> Chloe. And if you're in the yes. DMV, one of her classes or several. Yeah, 
come take my class. You can message me on Instagram, and I'll I'll get you in. I have connections. <laughs> um, just follow. You know, my, you know some people. <laughs> my people know people. Yeah. <laughs> so my people will get in touch with your people, and my people. Yeah, we'll go from there. Um, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. I think we'll definitely have to do this again soon because now that we're talking, I'm like my mind. I have so many ideas now that we can talk about. Um, but I thank you so much for your time and just for your energy and just your presence and the great conversation as always. Um, yeah. And thank you for everyone that's listening. I, again, thank you for your time and for your energy. And I hope you got something out of this. I know I did. Um, so make sure you, just like Brett said, follow the podcast, rate it five stars. That would really help me out. That would really mean a lot can follow my Instagram. It's Chloe.Vetter, C-H-L-O-E dot V as in Victor, E-T-T-E-R. You can message me. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. You usually say V as in Violet. Why did you change I it I know. I don't know. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> that was really weird. The second I said it, I was like, that wasn't right. That wasn't right. Because that's what everybody says. Like when That's what most people say, I feel like, when they say the letter V. But I, I like to be different. So V as in Violet. Or you gotta think. Okay, so for the next episode, we're gonna think of a new V as that's, in. Okay, that's a good idea. That's the goal. All right. Okay, that's a good idea. That's our. <laughs> that's our. That's what we work on. All right. Well, thank you all so much. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And if not, the sun will of course rise again, and we will try again. So thank you all so much. I'll see you all next Friday with another episode. Peace out. <laughs>